Hello guys and good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of the world it is. Hello to you all and welcome to episode one of my currently untitled podcast. So I have asked on socials, recommendations people should be calling it. So I'm going to go through some of the recommendations that you guys have come up with today. Um, I think the, the triple F seems to be the most popular at the moment. And if, if nobody knows what the triple F is, I started a morning coffee catch up back when I was in my first prep last year. And, um, catchphrase that kind of adopted itself throughout it was fine, fresh and fucking fantastic because that's how I felt every day. Even if I didn't feel it, I told myself that's how I felt. Um, and it seems to be the catchphrase that was adopted. So it seems to be the most favorite at the moment. We'll see if it's one that is kept though. Um, so anyway, welcome to the podcast. It's something that a lot of people have been requesting for a long time. I just never put the time and effort into it. Why? because I just didn't make the fucking time. <laughs> so I thought what I'm gonna do is provide a little bit more value, a little bit more insight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very active on socials such as Instagram, but there's many other platforms to plug. Uh, YouTube is one that I'm beginning to kind of venture into, things like training footage, educational footage, but then a podcast was one that was mentioned to me back in lockdown. I just, I'd never put the time into it. Um, people seem to be interested in what I have to say. I have no idea why, but you guys want it. You guys want to listen to it. So thank you. It's truly down to the inspiration of you guys requesting it of why I've chose to do it. So um, some of you guys probably first heard of me on Molly's podcast, The Thick Cast when I featured on there discussing red flags in coaching and gave a little bit of an insight into who I am, where I came from and what I do. So I thought an interesting episode for you guys would just simply be who is Brad? Who am I? What am I? Where did I come from? Just to give you a little bit more of a background into who I am and why I am on your airways, basically. So I've never always been a coach. Coaching is something that I've done for the last six years. Um, before that, I was a bit of a degenerative thug. Um, I enjoyed pretty much anything and everything that you could possibly think of as a negative. My lifestyle was terrible. My relationship with pretty much everything, whether it was people, whether it was substance abuse, whether it was myself, was just all a big negative. Um, you know, th there was many factors of my life that I think was going down the wrong path and I was on a crash course for disaster. I knew it, but I just buried my head in the sand. Um, I didn't want to face facts. I didn't want to own up to it. Um, that was what I decided was my fate. Um, this was what my life was kind of rewritten and or pre-written, sorry, should I say. And that was the way it was supposed to go. Um, there were events in my life that made me change my thought process in regards to that. They, 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 they woke me up, so to speak. Um, and I realized that I had two choices. I, I could change or I could end there. Um, there was basically two final outcomes that were 
on the course if I continue that lifestyle. And it would have either been prison or end up dead. Um, and neither were one that I really wanted. Um, but like I said, I kind of re or, or faced facts that I thought that was what my, my destination was. So the kind of determined facts that made me change my life are potentially for another day, but they were what woke me up. They were what changed me. They were what made me realize I couldn't continue this life because it, it wasn't what I truly wanted. It wasn't what I thought I was actually meant for. I always thought that I was meant for something different, but that was the, the circles that I moved in, the life that I was kind of around. And I thought that was what I had to accept. Um, so I decided to change. And the, the, the beginning of that change was a gym. I joined a gym. Um, you know, I, from a young age, I always wanted to be one of these iconic figures you see on TV, like growing up watching He-Man or growing up watching the biker mice from Mars. Like it, you just see these jacked kind of people or, or figures. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be one of these huge kind of mesmerizing muscle freaks. I, I never knew why I wanted it, you know, I was I was tired of always being small. I was tired of always being scrawny. I was tired of always being picked on for it. And I kind of, in my head as a kid, I thought, yeah, if I look like that, people would pick on me. Like people, people would never do that. Like that's kind of where I think it came from. So I kind of grew up seeing these these figures, the Arnolds and and Stallones, and and that's what I wanted to be like. I wanted to be huge and jet. So I, I never thought I could. Um, so then. I think at the, the grand age of around 2021, 20, I decided to join a gym for the first time. And that was literally the turning point of my life right there. Uh, I will never forget it this summer, joining Click Fitness in Ipswich, walking in and <laughs> the guy's an absolute twat. I don't know if anyone knows him in Ipswich, but I'm not going to say names. But I remember walking in, he was like telling me that I needed to go to Tesco's and buy loads of chicken. Um, he didn't even give me a gym toy. He was just like, hey, guy. I think he was training his girlfriend at the time. Um, he basically walked me into the gym um, and said, right, go have a look around. Come find me when you're done. And I was shitting a brick. No word of a lie. Genuinely fearful of walking around this gym. Like, in my head, it was like, like a predator, like, like central. I, I genuinely like vision myself as this tiny little like rabbit walking around just like a herd of lions. And I was just like, I'm going to get fucking eaten up and spat out. And I genuinely like at that point thought, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is not who I'm supposed to be. I'm this like drugged out little kind of introverted guy that doesn't really like to speak up unless he's off his nut on something so <laughs> I just genuinely felt so out of my depth it was unreal but I, 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 I stayed true to what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be and I thought no if I don't sign up now then this this was the outcome I, I was gonna basically end up dead or in prison so I thought right time time to change um, and I signed up and <laughs> that was it. Like it was, it was this. Uh, most people say downward spiral, but I was saying up, upward spiral. Don't get me wrong. You know, I made mistakes and I did things the wrong way. Um, I basically trained in a gym seven days a week 
every day, 365 days a year for probably the best part of about two, three years. And I made no progress. <laughs> Would you believe it? Would you believe it? No progress at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I put on a little bit of size and I got ridiculously lean, but I just wasn't eating enough. I was training too much. I was doing all the wrong things. Um, but I had the mindset. I had the determination. I had the focus. I had basically swapped one addiction for a completely new addiction. And don't get me wrong, people in my life were telling me that I was doing the wrong thing and that I was too too obsessed. And my answer was always the same. I was like, I'd much prefer to be addicted to this than the stuff that I was doing and, and the behaviors that came with that. So that's basically how I started out. I, I fell in love with the gym. Um, it very soon took over my life in what I thought was a positive way, but it was probably quite negative. I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of relationships. I lost a lot of connections, some good, some bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it now because it led me on the path that I am, but I probably did things the wrong way. I was too obsessed. I was, I would go to the gym first thing in the morning. I'd be queuing up outside at six o'clock. Yeah, I was one of those. Um, I would sometimes train abs in the morning. I'd be up at four o'clock and I'd be training abs before I went to the gym. I then go to work and this is back when I worked in an office and I'd come home and train abs again. Like obviously ab life, bro. Like everybody wanted sick abs. Uh, <laughs> had sick abs, but shit arms and no legs. Like that is not a look. Uh, I think some of you who have followed me for a while have probably seen some of the previous shots um, that I posted just literally clothes on just abs out like stick thin um but th this was my life for a long time i just focused on literally gym eating and having to go to work because work gave me the money to do those things um you know i i'd made no progress because i stuck to the same food plan that i designed myself for a long period of time i did get um a pt at the time um terrible advice but again for another podcast maybe um but it opened and unlocked the love and spark for training and the obsession of progression, growth, development. Um, and it definitely gave me this, you know, I heard a saying a long time ago that an addict never stops being an addict. They just swap one addiction for another. And I'm very much a believer of that. I'm, I'm not an addict anymore. I'm not addicted to the things that I was, but I'm very much an addictive personality i am addicted to progression i am addicted to self-development growth now i just i i can't fathom the fact of going backwards or regression or missing an opportunity to progress so i definitely think there's something very prominent and i think a lot of people that have struggled with addiction or recognize addictive traits within themselves would agree um i, I digress so where did I go from there? Click then quickly became fitness first once again. And this is where I, I developed some very strong friendships some very strong bonds some very strong influences within my career. Um, I watched people, I learned from people. People told me that, you know, had, had I ever thought of um, PT, had I ever thought about becoming a personal trainer and even Clients of mine today, I remember having conversations with them six, seven, eight years ago even, 
when they said, oh, you know, I think you'd be really good at it. And I genuinely had this image in my head of a personal trainer being this ex-militant or ex-soldier who had been in like the SAS or, you know, your, your typical, what was a stereotypical personal trainer back then. I was like, this isn't me. Like, I can't be that. I was this <laughs> drug-obsessed borderline alcoholic who was a degenerate like who just now loves to train like I can't be that surely not like but you know lo and behold I thought I can't be in a life that I'm not happy with anymore I I, I was happy with my progression and my self-development but then I realized that the rest of my life was crumbling around me I still wasn't happy I was filling a void you know I wasn't doing or being what I could potentially be so I decided that I was going to qualify. I was going to put as much time as I could into my education. I was going to put as much time into my self-development. And there we go. I then fast forward again, became a qualified personal trainer. Um, I remember having um, an agreed, I think it was a six-month period off of work. Unpaid, obviously, but I, would, I was able to go back to my work while I could study, qualify, uh, and do everything I needed to to get my qualification. I remember to this day working at Call Connection. I sit there every day taking calls, sales calls, customer service. Like, oh, I hated it. Absolutely hated it with a passion. Um, but I remember walking back in that first day after taking that kind of career break. And I just, the first call came in and my skin just shuddered. Like, the person was like, hello. And obviously we had this speech, hello, you're free to brand call connection. Like, you know, the typical jargon spiel that you get from like every insurance company. And I just couldn't bring myself to say it. And I just said, I'm sorry, I've got to go. And I hung up the call, put my headphones on the desk and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And they said like, you can't quit. You can't just leave like that. You have to work your notice. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I left and I <laughs> literally up and left. Um, and I started teaching classes in a park um shout out to the ogs who used to come to my park classes um used to get bitten by mosquitoes on the wednesday and thursday night like they still showed up we, we still did what we had to um but i went to the manager at the time of fitness first and i said oh, i want to be i want to work in a gym and he said okay well if you come to me with 10 clients that will start one-to-one -one training with you then you can have a place here um it took me two days and I came back and I had 10 clients and he said, uh, okay, well, we better get your uniform then. Uh, and that was basically the birth of me as a personal trainer. I then started at Fitness First. I then quickly became, I don't like using the word successful. I'm just, you know, I'm, anyone that knows me, I'm really self-critical. I, I would never class myself as, as a success. I'm a growing potential <laughs> it's basically what I would give myself even now um, but I, I, I quickly became very busy um, and, and what I did was I just made myself available at every opportunity um, still <laughs> with a very crumbling home life social life I just I, I was obsessed with becoming who I wanted to become so I was in a crumbling relationship. Um, I left my home um, and I was actually sleeping out of a car for a very long period of time while I was working at Fitness First. Um, I was there from six o'clock in the morning till 
pretty much closed. And there were some days I would offer to open and close the gym simply so I could sleep in the gym. <laughs> There's not many people that knew that. Um, some of my clients at the time knew. Um, some of my clients today still with me from those days. And the love I have for those guys because they have watched me grow and develop from basically where I was. Some of these guys remember me from back when I was I was coming off drugs and started training. So they remember me from this kind of eight stone, very, very drawn out, strung out, incredibly pale individual that used to rock up in the gym in a vest um, to who I am today. And they're still with me. So the love I have for those guys is absolutely incredible. But yeah, my journey into the gym was I have to do this. I have no choice. I, I didn't give myself an option. It was literally sink or swim. So I would sleep in the car. I would sleep in the gym when it was closed. Um, and I was there every single day. I made myself available every opportunity I could. I taught as many classes as I could. I gave as many free sessions as I could. I was simply the person to go to because I was the one that was always available. I wanted to make myself that person. So I was probably at Fitness First for probably two years. Um, and then it swapped hands. It became, um, I think it was Better Gym. And then it turned into an absolute shithole. Went on to DW where I then adopted the same mindset. I, I would make myself available to absolutely everybody. I had a much bigger clientele then, um, but still I wanted to be that PT. I wanted to be the busiest on the gym floor. Um, so apologies. <laughs> it's the online gang catching up with me. They're like, why, why is Brad not messaging me? Sorry guys, I'm, I'm recording. I, uh, I'm an influencer now, guys. Um, jokes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so DW. Um, I, again, just forced myself to become the busiest person I possibly could be. I, I had no life. I was this robot personal trainer, um, but I, I became very busy. I became very popular. That's what I was known for. Um, I stopped doing classes. I literally became a sole, um, full rent PT. Oh my God. Doesn't that suck the life out of you though? I don't know if anybody knows, but to be like a full-time PT for a gym, you usually have to pay rent. I was paying 500, I think it was 550 pounds a month to DW to work there. Like, oh my God, it used to suck the life out of me. Like it almost felt like I was just violated. <laughs> Every month they just used to bend me over the front counter and I was just like, yup, this is more than I paid rent. <laughs> and, you know, again, a funny story. Um, the I, I managed to find a one bedroom flat. I used to call it the crack den. Um, it was such a run down little crack hole in between. I don't know if anybody knows Ipswich, but it was in between um, Passage to India and East Ocean. So basically a Chinese restaurant, an Indian restaurant, and I was literally right in the middle of it. Um, absolutely horrible, it's dive. Um, basically the first six months that I lived there, I couldn't afford rent. So I would, <laughs> sounds so bad. I would avoid the, the landlord as much as I possibly could. Um, because I just physically couldn't pay it. I just, I needed a roof over my head. Um, and when I moved over to the EW, I, I had this breakthrough of an influx of clients. Um, basically, the, the person who I used to work with, he basically promised me a payment. He said, if I looked after his clients, clients he would pay me. Um, in the end, he never paid me. So the payment was 
all of his clients. Um, so I, I took on all these clients, they started paying me directly, and I was able to pay off the six months of rent arrears that I developed because I wasn't able to pay it. Um, and I was at DW probably the best part of, again, probably two years until just before lockdown hit. And there was <laughs> the, the the ups and downs of um, DW. I mean, that again, that's probably for another podcast. But yes, anyone that remembers the DW days, the the Darren and Brad feuds, oh, they were infamous. Um, <laughs> not what I'd, I'd want to relive, but yeah, working for an absolute bell end of a manager. Uh, but it again, it developed me into being who I who I was. Um, I then went on to the gym group. I was probably there for the best parts of maybe three or four months. And then lockdown hit. Um, lockdown, I was forced to take as many of my one-to-one clients as put them online. Um, I was still teaching or one-to-one as much as I could in my garden, in my top floor, in my house, because I'd, I'd moved by this point. Um, yeah, it was it was a crazy time. Like I was still very much in the pursuit of my bodybuilding journey. Um, I was training in my front room. I then picked up. <laughs> I didn't pick up. <laughs> I basically robbed the gym that I was working from. I, that sounds so bad. I didn't rob it. I had every intention of taking it back. So basically, the first lockdown, we were allowed to. I don't know why I'm admitting this on a podcast because criminal indemnity um <laughs> basically the first lockdown we were allowed to take equipment home so obviously i took the equipment i needed i, I had a squat rack at home i took a bar i took weights i took plates um uh, i think this, the second lockdown was on the cusp we had to bring everything back and we were told in between that time we were not allowed to take any more equipment home so I, I Googled and I researched how much equipment I'd need and how much it costs. And I think it worked out about three and a half grand. And I was like, I am not paying that. I also don't have the funds to pay for that. I have clients that still want sessions. So I helped myself to the equipment that wasn't currently being used at the gym group. Um, I, If anyone ever looked at the CCTV footage, it would be absolutely hilarious. I went in with a client, pretended to teach them um, at the end of the session, well, I didn't pretend to teach them. I, I did give them a session. At the end of the session, I then escaped out of the fire exit and I basically continued to basically fireman's walk um, <laughs> as many plates and bars as I could out of the fire exit and into the back of my car, um, which, yeah, it, it served a purpose. I managed to teach all my clients. I managed to train all my clients. I still managed to train myself on my top floor. If anyone remembers watching me on Instagram, screaming out those heavy sets of deadlifts in the garden. Um, yep, thanks, gym group. I appreciate that. Um, I had every intentions of taking them back. Um, but yeah, it, it, they never quite made it back because I never went back to the gym. <laughs> basically in a nutshell um so yeah it was it was fun times but i did what i had to do to survive like mama didn't raise no bitch i was i was raised on instinct i was raised on it was either sink or swim in my world and that is something that has always been with me you know I've, i'm not proud of the things i've done i've done some shit stuff in the past and you know I've, I didn't want to take the stuff from the gym, but I, in my head, I had no option. I had to 
fulfill my bodybuilding goals. I had to fulfill my client sessions. I did whatever I needed to do to succeed. Um, and that is something I will always do. I will always fight. I will not sink. I will not drown. I will kick and tread water for as long as I need to, to get what I need to done. Um, which then led me to online coaching. And I undertook my first bodybuilding competition, which is something that I wanted ever since I was a kid, which I loved every single minute of. Um, and it opened up doors and friendships and connections that even to this day, I pinch myself over. I'm like, how am I even talking to this person? How am I coached by this person? How am I friends with these people? Like, it, it opened up doors, which I never thought I could even say. Like, even speaking on this podcast now, I'm, I'm thinking, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I've, I've got this guy's number. Like, we talk most days. Like, I'm like, how is that even, like, real? I remember back when I was literally sleeping in my car or when I first moved into my flat and I literally, I had a fridge. I had, I didn't even have a mattress. I had one of those sofa bed mattresses and that was it. And I remember sitting with my, I've still got this mixing bowl. I've got a red mixing bowl um, from my mum's house and I used to eat rice, pineapple, uh, banana and honey and that was basically my carbs for the day because I was trying to save as much money as I could <laughs> and I was I'd sit there every evening I would watch these people's stories on Instagram or I, I'd learn from them like in coaching and I'd be like that's who I want to be that's what I want to be like that's who I want to become so I had this image in my head from a very early stage of sleeping in a car or sleeping on this like fold out bed mattress that this is where I want to be and now these are people I class as friends. These are people I talk to on a daily basis. And it's, it is mad to me. It's still mad to me. But I, I said to myself then, it's, it's, it's either this or we give up. Like, what do you want? Do you want to be a quitter? Do you want to go back to your old life? Do you want to have that ultimatum of prison or death? Or do you want to be like these people you look up to? Do you want to become one of these people or as, as close to these people as you can physically get and that's what I wanted and I said I will not give up until I get there so I mean it's it's quite cool recording this podcast and this is the the, the deepest insights my mind that I'm probably willing to give now you know there's more kind of cracks and corners to venture but you know, maybe one day I might venture down there but we don't need to go there um, but it's, I thought it would be quite a cool little insight into who I am, where I was, um, why I'm on here talking to you guys. I mean, you guys seem interested in me, so I don't fucking know why, <laughs> but it's, it's cool. So that is basically, which led me to being on this microphone today in a very, very different world, a very, very different life working with some absolutely fucking incredible people who I could not be more grateful for every single one of my clients, every single one of my team members. And the coolest thing is, is some of those team members are still the people who were with me from day one. I still talk to a lot of the people who were with me at Fitness First. Every person that I trained and coached at Fitness First followed me to DW. They then followed me to the gym group. A lot of them still stay with me through lockdown. Lockdown, I think, hurt a lot of people, um, as it did. Like, 
and you can't shy away from that. Um, but I still talk to the va the vast majority of those people, um, and I'm blessed for every single person that's been a part of my journey so far, that has got me to where I am. So that basically is a roundup of episode one of the podcast, which was who is Brad. Um, but guys, thank you very much. If you made it this far, then haven't fallen asleep. I praise you because <laughs> I don't, still don't know why people want to listen. But I thank you for tuning in. I will try and keep these podcasts as regular as I can. I want to have podcasts of just myself, podcasts with um, some of my team members, also guests on the podcast as well. Um, and I also want to do as much educational ones as possible. But I thought a nice little intro would be into just an introduction into me. So guys, thank you very much for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, leave me messages. Give me as much feedback as you can because ultimately this is for you guys. This is for you guys to tune into me and learn and be involved as much as you can. So as always, guys, much love, stay blessed, and thank you for listening.